the Cotton Eye Joe. This is show number 99, Bob. <laughs> That's hard to believe. 99. <laughs> Let's get into the song. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We talked all night long. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you and you and you. Hey, good morning, Mr. be played down here at the Cotton Eye Joe, Ed. No, probably won't. Yeah, but uh, it is a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you may be. It's the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bobby Zinn. Hey, Ed, how you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm doing so much better. It's beautiful. It's almost springtime, and it's it's just great being here at the Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, I like your boots, man. Oh, your boots, uh, they look sharp, man. I can teach man. you how to do some. Uh, you going to do a little two-stepping? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't step on anybody with those boots, man. No. They look like they're killers. All right, yeah, the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. Our buddy Chuck uh, Ward owns the place, and it is, what, over 25 years or more here in um, Knoxville, and it is world-renowned. People come here. Everybody's performed here. And I bet uh, coming up in a day or two it's going to be big because you know what a couple of days from now is? St. Patrick's Day. You got it, man. You'll be wearing some green, green, green two-stepping, yeah. green beer, Ooh. then green puke later. Now, now listen, <laughs> it, uh, does that, when they pour green dye, like in a river for St. Patrick's Day, Yeah, does that change the water? Or does it, kill, it doesn't kill the fish, does it? Mm-mm. No. No, uh, I know they do it in Chicago and probably a lot of the cities that have rivers running through them, but um, no, I mean, it's in your food uh, and yeah, food sure. color. I mean, well, a lot of your colors really are clear, but they make them different colors. So. Okay. Oh, it should be all good, man. It's, it was a good question, and we're not even into the questions yet, so. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we got for the news to get this thing rolling. All right. Well, this is a terrible thing. I picked this up and I couldn't believe it. An 11-year-old gave birth and Missouri police said three of the relatives are facing charges. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? 11-year-old girl gave birth in her St. Louis home. And they charge a 17-year-old with incest, statutory rope, and all kinds of things. Shouldn't, and, but they would have known about this like nine months earlier, wouldn't they? Or well, I guess they didn't the until way, the, and the mother, the mother would have known. And, and where was that? St. Louis. Oh, it's just that's God, just that's horrible. disgusting. It's just, and it's just disgusting. what a terrible thing that, that child is. I can't imagine the life that child is living. I know. It. And hope uh, they put him under the jail. I, I know that we don't really talk about political presidential politics. or oh, Oh, no, we'd never do that. We don't do it. No. But there's, there's, I found these five things about Bernie Sanders who, who won a, a, a caucus recently. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I know Nevada. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But he is a weird character. But, you know, he, he's, he put up a big fight against Hillary. But here's five things that I found out about this guy. All right. He's not a Democrat. He's an independent in the Senate. I knew he was. I knew he was. I thought he was a Democrat, but I thought he was an independent in the Senate or something. Well, he's he's a Democrat in the caucuses, ah. but he's an independent in the in the Senate. That's weird. Yeah. Why? Why would that be? Well, I don't know. Well, that's strange. But he said, 
Andy, What's the other four things? He's re- he released a folk album. Oh, you're kidding me. No. <laughs> he's from Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. And he uh, he released a political folk album with the help of a producer and some musicians. This land is my land. Well, it's got, this it land does, is it my does. land. It's got old freedom and we shall overcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to hear that? I can Bernie hear Sanders? it now. Oh, he man. He had a heart attack in 2019. Yeah. He's still going. And the 78-year-old was endorsed by some of the youngest members of Congress. Guess who they are? Well, I don't know who the youngest member of Congress are. Is is Burchett one of them? No, the squad. Oh. Yeah. You know, AOC. Oh, that group? Yeah. yeah, They endorse him? Yeah. You know, my uh, my son, the one in California, was a Sandra Bernie. He was feeling the burn the first time Bernie ran. I said... Really? <laughs> but, you know, I let all my kids have their own whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, Guess where he honeymooned when he got in the 1980s? He honeymooned in the Soviet Union. And he bashed Why? The, yeah, he bashed the United States while he was there to an extent that one of his fellow travelers needed to walk out of the room while he was does, doing it. How does a person like that get in the U.S. Senate? I know it. U.S. Senate. That's where you go in as a... Uh, a millionaire, and you come out a billionaire. Yeah, and he is a millionaire. He really is. Oh, I'm sure he is. Well, anyway, some more news. Uh, you got time for more? Uh, one more. Let it uh, rip. Well, there's about 40 million people who get water from the Colorado River. Oh, okay. And studies are showing that it's drying up. That's where I think California has built canals mm-hmm. to get water from the Colorado River, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. And a lot of people along that river are building their own canals, drawing water really? out of it. So it's And it's drying up. Ain't what it used to be. No, it ain't what it used well, to be. Well, uh, you know, California's a desert. Then they have to find water somewhere, and that's why they build all those canals. You can see them. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, but that's where they get their water. I just don't know how they got approval to do that. You know? I mean, <laughs> well, maybe it's like TVA. You don't have to get approval. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah right. You're a government entity. <laughs> well, does, um, so that's, does that mean that there's not as much snow in Colorado that's melting? And that's the rock could be. Could be. Interesting. Warming all right, yeah, that's got to do it for the news, and uh, we got a great show coming up, folks. Stay with us here. Let's uh, kick things off and let Ed have the first question of the day. Well, Bob, you know when you go buy a, an engagement ring or buy jewelry, and yeah. I always thought that this, I did not know that white gold, I saw the sign saying white gold, but I thought, that can't be, because gold is yellow gold. So what's the difference between White gold and yellow gold. Which is better? I have no... no, I don't know. know. I I would assume that that if something is white gold, it's just something they put in it. Am I wrong or right? Well, you're right. The yellow gold is not a natural color, evidently. But I thought gold, if you went out in the field and found some, it would be yellow or gold. That's what it is on the movies. Yeah, that's right. So that's not the way gold really is? No. So, so when something's, something's white gold, gold is, is that, that better? better? Well, why? No, I don't think so. If I, if I instead of buying white gold, why don't you just buy silver? Nobody knows the difference. Well, well that's, that's true. And it's it's just as white as the other. White, white gold has a natural tinge of yellow in its raw form. I didn't know that. Now, and yellow gold metals like silver, copper, and zinc are typically typically used in its composition. So uh, it says yellow gold is easier to work with yeah. during repairs. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. And uh, just so, 
Do you, do you have white gold, gold or would you even know? No, I don't have white gold. And I wouldn't know. I, if I had a jewelry store, I'd be selling silver for this white gold. I mean, I don't I don't see why you would spend that extra money for white gold when it's just... Because everybody would say, well, you got silver. Yeah, you got That's silver. It looks no, like it's white gold. gold. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, I but, I, you know, if you're going to do white gold, you ought to do platinum, I think. It's so it's similar in appearance. But it's... it. Uh, get an education here on gold, man. Yeah, white gold is stronger than yellow gold due to the harder alloy metals he put in it. But the disadvantage to white gold, it may cause skin irritation if you're allergic to nickel. It requires more maintenance. It has to be recoded periodically, and the ring sizing or servicing would require an additional platening, platening, plating step at a higher expense. So, so why gold can end up costing you far more? Yes. Ah. So let's stick with yellow gold. All right. All right. I'm following your lead. Okay, buddy. All right. I got a question for you, Ed. All right. You know, as... Um, People of all different races are marrying each other, right? Mm-hmm. It's more commonplace than it used to be, even 20, 30 years ago. Right. So let's say another 100 years passes and and um, where you have more people that are interracially being married. And somebody brought this up to me the other day. They said, do you think in like 500 years there will only be one color? of skin type. And I thought, I never thought about it. And I thought, well, that would make sense to me that as people marry, that would probably be the case. But when I looked this up, they said it would never, there were, that would never, never happen. Never happen? Never happen because in people's DNA, there are certain... Uh, I don't know what they call them, pointers or whatever, uh, genes, things that are in there that would eventually come up and would stand out. And uh, one of those is the color of skin. And you would never get rid of any type of color of skin. You may have... Um, some, some people, people looking different, but you're never going to completely, I guess what this article said was, you're never going to completely wipe out any color of skin. So no matter where it comes from in the world. And I thought it was an interesting article. I, I assume maybe it would all kind of I will blend, if you will. Right, I thought so too. But some of the cutest babies are blends. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> well, you think about uh, Jamaican people like that. You, you think that some of those people um, uh, have some of the most beautiful skin and stuff. And you think, like, we hear about all the wars that have gone on over hundreds and hundreds of years where a lot of conquerors would come in and take all the women. No one would be the Vikings. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And uh, they had all the uh, fair-skinned, uh, blonde uh, wives and stuff. Yeah. And so, it, but they said you could never, you'll never have where the races, uh, uh, the color of skin uh, will go away completely. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. All right, Ed, tell everybody what's coming up, and then we'll, um, uh, you've got a, t- a sponsor, and then we're going to get into our topic of the day, right? Okay. Well, we've got our topic of the day coming up, which is where do most people die? And also, we've got our mailbox and complaints. We've got a lot yet to go, so stay with us here. And you've got a sponsor. Oh, go right into it? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. 
my sponsor is the fun folks at, <laughs> please believe it or not, they've got a new place on the parkway there in Gatlinburg, and it's for children. It's uh, They have children things that they can enjoy, and I mean, they've got places all over Gatlinburg, but the aquarium is the top thing for, for Ripley's. With the shark lagoon, the penguin feeding, the stingray, uh, the coral reef dive, all those fun things, you can spend the entire day there because it starts at 9.30 and the last show's at 10 o'clock at night. So there's plenty to do to come in and spend the entire day. They've got more penguins than anyone else in, in America, I think. It's a big <laughs> two-story thing and they have a movable walkway. You're going to love it if you hadn't been there. And if you've been, you want to go back. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. It's on the right, just off from the main drag when you come in from the Knoxville side into Gatlinburg. We are live from the Cotton Eye Joe, the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. We got our boots on. Do a little two step in here later. Our buddy Chuck Ward, the owner here, is letting us uh, broadcast from his uh, place here in uh, Farragut. It's right there at the Knox, in Knox County, but the Knoxville Farragut Lime uh, Level Road. Come on out and see him. It's uh, they're open Wednesday through Sunday, and really a lot of fun to be had here. It's time for our topic of the day, and it's about death. Where do most people die? Are they in their homes? Are they in a hospital? Where? How do they usually die? And what do most people die of? So, Ed, did you find this an, an interesting topic, or did you think you already, well, did you already know all the answers? Well, we, we all have to die sometime. Yeah. But there's something you might have thought less about is that we all have to die somewhere. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to be dead in a hospital. But despite this, I understand about a third of the people who die die in a hospital. Yeah, that or some sort of nursing home or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um Sixty percent of Americans die in uh, hospitals. Twenty percent in nursing homes, and twenty percent at home. And this survey they took said eighty percent of people want to die in their home, but only twenty percent of them do. So that's kind of sad. Well, you know, back when we were kids, Bob, yeah. you know, you didn't have nursing homes sure. the way we have it yeah. now. Yeah. So your elderly grandparents mm-hmm. and great grandparents, they were in the home with you, and they died there with you. I remember my yeah. my great grandfather dying, and I went in the room and told him bye. You know, I re- my grandfather died at his house. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, and my grandmother did too. And uh, but it's you're right. Uh, I, I guess that's part of trying to have people live longer. You think that's what that is? Mm-hmm. Um, but where would you want to die? Where would you like? Where would, where would you, if if you knew your last day was coming? Where would you want to be? I think I would want to be on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's good. I mean, no, you want to if you want to go out with the memory of looking out into the ocean ocean and and beautiful sky. I mean, that's a great or on top of the Smokies or something. You know, you hear all the time about people they found dead in the Smokies, and I think that's people with terminal disease. Maybe they go up there and they just could be. Yeah, could be. But but it's it. I don't don't think I want to die in a hospital. I don't either. But I guess um, if people think that you can last longer, then they uh, you, that's where you'll be. Yeah. If you're trying to live longer, something's going on. You know, you've got pneumonia or, or something like that, as a lot of old people, older people do. Uh, but then you, instead of going home, they take you to assisted living or, yeah, a, or a, a, a hospice. Yes. So 
Is that because everybody's too busy with their lives and they, they don't have anybody to take care of you? I think so. And I'm not sure a hospice is a good thing. See, I think hospice, what I've, and I don't know this for a fact. This is just my interpretation of what I've heard and what I've seen. Okay. But hospice is nothing but keeping someone stable to a certain degree. Right when they're dying. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a lot of drugs involved mm-hmm. and they keep you peaceful. So they're giving you drugs that you don't have access to. The family doesn't have access to and probably other nurses don't right. like morphine and things like that. So in reality, you're already dying and they're just making it faster because the morphine's going to kill you. Oh, no question. Um, and I, I read something about insurance the other day that, they said that all insurances will cover hospice for six months, but families never put a loved one in hospice until at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. And the longest anybody usually lasts in hospice on average is like a month. Yeah. So even though they can stay there longer, or, or, you know, I, I just think that uh, if you could. To me, I like what you said. I mean, uh, on the beach. I mean, actually, I hadn't thought about that. That's really a heck of a, uh, an answer, and I like that. Why not have a great memory? There's some peace in, sleep, in laying in your own bed because mm-hmm. this is where you've spent thousands of nights. Right. Um, but then you're you're probably staring around a bunch of medicine bottles. And weeping family. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know. That. I don't want to go through that. I mean, I, I, I read obituaries all the time where somebody is, is that right there with you when you die. And that's okay. Right. But, you know, this, there's a lot of sadness to that. And it shouldn't be that sad of a thing. Because I think when you die, you're about to go on the greatest adventure it's, that mankind could ever know. Well, and, we can hope so. Yeah. Because I believe in life after death, so mm-hmm. it, it uh, which is another topic we could talk about sometime. You know, and right now, as the baby boomers are passing, every year uh, recently, the death, the number of deaths in the United States have been increasing. About three million people a year uh, die in the United States, and that's a little bit of an increase. Um, the did you look at this on the what people die of? One. You want me to read them from 10 yeah. to 1? Uh, well, let's just go. The, the biggest uh, thing you'll die of is heart disease. Yeah. And it's a preventable thing in a sense. I mean, you can live, you take care of yourself, you live longer. Number two is uh, cancer. Uh, cancer occurs when cells do not die in a normal point in their life cycle, and uh, body cannot control the spread of these uh, cells. Um, Everybody has some risk of cancer, but when you smoke, uh, exposed to chemical pollutants and genetic factors are a big thing in cancer. The third thing you probably die of Mm -hmm. is um, unintentional injuries. Wow. Yeah, so uh, be careful. (laughs) In the United States. (laughs) Yeah, quit falling, Ed. In the United States, almost 200,000 people a year uh, uh, unintentionally hurt themselves and die. Uh, The number four cause of death in the U.S. lower respiratory disease, bronchitis, Mm. emphysema, uh, Mm. COPD. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of that came from smoking. Yeah. 
Um, smoking drastically increases a person's risk of developing that. The number five thing you'll die of, strokes. Wow, yeah. Strokes. Um, uh, almost 800,000 people a year die of strokes. Uh, number six is Alzheimer's. Um, so how does that kill you? Well, damage to the nerve cells, what oh, it says, causes mm-hmm. a brain uh, to no longer function correctly. Uh, it's a terrible thing. This is what we used to call... Um, uh, uh, what we, When you were kids and somebody was disoriented, uh, they were... Uh, God, I can't think of the name of it now. Yeah. They have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the number seven thing, they'll kill you, diabetes. There's type 1 and type 2. Type 1, you, you don't have any insulin that you need. And uh, type 2, you just it, insulin isn't working as correctly. The number eight thing that will kill you, pneumonia. Pneumonia. Well, that does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of times with older people especially, uh, and the flu, the flu and, and pneumonia, those two together. And and those are things that uh, can catch you out of nowhere. Kidney disease is number nine. Um, over fifty, well, fifty-one thousand people in the United States die of kidney disease every year. And number ten is sad, and I guess you probably guess what that is, Ed: um, suicide. Yeah. Number ten most the thing that kills people in the United States. Um, I guess uh, what you take from all this stuff is, to me, is death's coming. Take as good care of yourself as you can. But like you asked a question not too long ago, is being overweight terrible? I mean, there's a certain point where you don't want to make your life so miserable from constantly being so strict on everything Mm -hmm. that you do. Um, Dieting constantly, can't yeah. eat this, can't have that. But what is the thing uh, my dad used to say? Too much of anything will kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. And the secret is, is the secret to life, I think, is is to have moderation in everything you do. Right. You know, and it, it that helps. All right, Ed, before we wrap this up, um, unless you got more, I thought this was interesting. The time of day most people die. Did you see this? No. All right. Are you an early riser or a late riser? Late riser. A what? A late riser. Late risers commonly die in the 6 o'clock hour at night, 6 p.m. So if you get up late... And you make it, it's about 5.30. You better watch out. Be careful, man. you got to get to that 6 o'clock hour. If you are an early riser, if that's the kind of person you are, you have to get up early. 11 a.m. is the hour most people die. So if we could, every day, me and you could just live to 11 a.m. Just, yeah, just and make 6 it to 11, p.m. 6 o'clock. We got it made. We're, we're golden until the next day. That's right, two times. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of oh, crazy. Oh, my gosh. So oh, that's amazing. Did you, know, did, you, did you ever heard that before? No, I hadn't. Um, uh, a lot of people thought it, uh, I had heard a lot of people thought it was like 11 o'clock for everybody, but it depends on if you're early riser or late riser. I think why, one reason, though, just one more thing. I think one reason why a lot of people die in the hospital, they don't have any other place to go. Well, and yeah, you're talking about maybe yeah. indigent and yeah. people like that. Yeah. That could be true, too. Yeah, that's true. So what's your take on all this? Um, was it what you expected or... 
few things that caught your eye? Well, I don't think it's... I think dying is just the same thing as living. And how you die is up to you. And I think a lot of suicides are from people who just can't take it anymore for whatever reason, whether it's wars or whatever. And and that, to me, that's okay. I mean, if you're comfortable that way, but it, it's it's really painful for the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. But it, it is what it is. You know? Well, and I think that... Um, that, I'm glad you brought that back up. Suicide, um, if you think that's the only way out, that's sad. And um, before we get out of this, I should tell you, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, 1-800-273-8255. So I'm glad you brought that up. There you go. All right. So that's our uh, topic for the day. Ed, if you'll tell everybody what's uh, coming up, I've got a sponsor. All right, coming up, we've got some letters here we're going to get into, and, and we're going to talk about complaints again. What about that? Why is there always something to complain There's about? always complaints. Why can't things just eventually be fine? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you like a mattress, i got one for you. It's called the M. Lilly Mattresses. Now, everybody needs a good night's sleep. And if you're not getting one, this may be your problem. Your mattress stinks. Time to lie down and check out the latest M. Lilly mattresses. Uh, foam and hybrid mattresses. They're the most comfortable mattresses you're ever going to lay on. Uh, find out how their customers are raving about the latest beds. They'll ship it straight to your door. Visit their website, mlilyusa.com. That's M-L-I-L-Y-U-S-A.com. Find a retailer near you or visit their showroom there in Kingston Pike and Farragut next to the Fresh Market. M. Lilly will improve your life. Well, Bob, here's a letter from, uh, good gracious, Davey in El Paso. Yeah. Ooh, way down in El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. How long is the Rio Grande? That's really the real. Johnny Rodriguez sang about it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Down on the Rio Grande. You know, I, when I was um, going through Texas, going through El Paso, as a matter of fact, uh, you look across the Rio Grande, mm-hmm. and you see the other side, which is Mexico. It's the border, basically, between the United States and Mexico. And the Rio Grande there at El Paso, uh, I don't even know that you could call it a grind anything. It's more like a creek. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that goes back to what you were talking about. Everything's drying up. Yeah. But it is a long, long um, river. It goes from Colorado all the way down, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, Colorado's where you said the, the Colorado River was drying up. Yeah. Maybe part of the Rio Grande, too. But the Rio Grande goes from Colorado through the United States, through Mexico, mm-hmm. and comes out into the Gulf. It has, is 1,896 miles long. Wow. That is just almost the distance between uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and Los Angeles. Well, you know, it's a natural border, too, between the United States and Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I guess once upon a time, maybe it was a raging river or maybe not i don't know um they uh, in the, some of the movies you see you know when you were a kid the, where they were crossing the rio grande mm-hmm. is this the horse could get across but they were swimming practically i didn't see that where i went no they say that uh, because of dam diversions and things like that only 20% of what the natural flow of the rio grande ever reaches the gulf well, you can walk across it in most yeah, places. Yeah, some places you can. Yeah. Right. So anyway, 
There you go. Was it Davy? Yep. There right, you go, Davey. Davey. Here's your answer. All right, here we go. Ernie from Buffalo. How many people have gone over the Niagara Falls and lived? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, you've been to Niagara Falls, haven't you? No, I've never been there. You've never been no. there. It's really a lot of falls. There's the Canadian side, the American side, and they have different names and so forth. And it's really wild. And they take that, that boat down, and you have to wear a raincoat and everything. It's an amazing sight to see. Um, in Niagara Falls, the city is kind of, it's almost exactly like Gatlinburg. Is it? They, I mean, you take the same shops from Gatlinburg, and they're there. So it's interesting to see that. Um, all right, Ed, who we got that's gone over this thing and lived? Well, Annie Edison Taylor went over the falls in a barrel in 1901, and uh, she was the first one that went over and survived, I think. But, uh, you know, they found an estimated 5,000 bodies at the foot of the falls between 1850 and 2011. So 40 people. People are killed there each year. During a 150-year span, they found 5,000 bodies? <laughs> I think a lot of this is suicides, don't you think? Well, I think you're right. And that yeah. goes back to what we just really yeah. talked about, people finding ways to uh, end their life. That's very sad. Yeah. But, um, but, we, um, but there are some people that have gone over uh, accidentally, and there's some people that have gone over on their own accord and lived. Who you, you said um, the woman Annie yeah, Ann, Taylor was one. She died in poverty. She had a. She actually set up a, her barrel and a table there near the falls, and was signing autographs. And nobody asked her for her autograph or anything. She. What's well, kind of sad? Uh, another guy went over in 1911. Bobby Leach in a steel barrel. Broke both his kneecaps and his jaw, and then uh, died later in New Zealand when he slipped on an orange peel. That's how, <laughs> that sounds like there a bunch of baloney. I'm not sure I believe that. Um, who else we got here? There's been, well, what, about 12 or so that have survived? Here's an Englishman, uh, Charles Stevens. He equipped his wooden barrel with an anvil for ballast. He tied himself to the anvil for security. But after the plunge, the only thing that survived was his right arm. Ooh. Let's see. In Smiling Jean Lucier, uh, July 4th, 1928, went over in a rubber ball and lived. A Greek waiter named George Statakis. Yeah. Uh, he made it over, but then this. Listen to this. This is sad. He suffocated to death because his barrel, after it went over, got trapped behind the falls for fourteen hours. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Well, here's one. July the third, nineteen eighty-five, eighty-four. The first Canadian to anchor the falls was. Carol Susick, I guess. He survived the plunge, but later he, he was killed when he recreating the drop from a platform inside the Houston Astrodome. Hey, if you did it once, you do just, it again. just end it there, okay? Yeah. Don't. Now, didn't they used to fine people for going over Oh, the yeah. You can't do that because um, it's... Uh, it's against it's a, the law. A, well, it's against, you know, nobody. It's just like you can't climb a building. They'll fine you and stuff. You know, the, one, the craziest one I saw, of course, there have been people that have gone, two people have gone over, couples have gone over. Yeah. The craziest one, did you see this from 1995? Yeah, the guy on the jet ski. He went over. It's unbelievable. Jet ski. 
And you say, well, how is he going to live? But he had a parachute. Yeah. What did the parachute do, Ed? It didn't open. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he didn't make it. So he was. He went over the falls to, to promote awareness for the homeless, but actually he ended up promoting better parachutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he never recovered. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, and here's a guy that went over, with just the clothes on his back, he was not in a barrel. He wasn't in a steel drum. He didn't have parachute. And he, they say he just swam, went over, and then when the boat tried to pick him up, he said, I'm fine. And he swam on to the side, had bumps and bruises. That's it. Yeah. He was fined $2,300 and banned from entering Canada for life. Well, now, here's the thing to me. The, the old thing was that drunk people never get hurt because they're so loose. <laughs> he was completely drunk when he went over. <laughs> and he survived, and he just had his clothes on. <laughs> you know, he didn't have a barrel, didn't have yeah. a boat, didn't have a parachute, nothing. Wow. Uh, so uh, if you're going to jump off Niagara Falls, be sure you're loaded. <laughs> Oh, God. And then you saw this last guy, right? The, yeah. Nick Walenda. Yeah, he's a tightrope walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, they said he worked on this. He walked across the falls, Niagara Falls, in 2012, not that long ago. And uh, it was on TV. It took two years to pull it off, and that still made him... Uh, be connected to a safety cable in case he fell. So it's like that took all the fun out of it, didn't it? It sure did. All right. Well, those are good ones. I like that, Ed. All right. I like the guy on a jet ski. Just (laughs) they got a picture of him, folks. You have to Google that. A picture of him flying off on his jet ski. It's crazy. All right. Tell everybody what's coming up, and tell us everybody about our special, our our next show, and then we're going to go into um, some complaints. Our next show will be the. 100th Ed and Bob show. Wow. We're going to have guests with comments. If you'd like to make a comment, go to our website, edandbob.com, and make your comment. And we'll look back on some of our favorite topics and what we've learned in these 100 editions of the Ed and Bob show. That's amazing. Wow. Folks, when you get on the interstate, you got to put the pedal to the metal. Get up to speed, because those cars that are coming to you down the interstate, they're going 65, 75, 80 miles an hour. And you're just, you, you know, you're coming up on the entrance ramp to the interstate, you're going 30 miles an hour. Whoa, yo-dee-do, do-dee-do, do-dee-do. Come on, man. Get going, because they all have to back up behind you. How many times have I been behind somebody going 30, 40 miles an hour, and he wants to merge into traffic going 75 miles an hour. Exactly. How's that going to work out? And, and and not only that, but how many times have you been going on an entrance ramp? And it's a long one, too, now. Yeah. And they stop. They stop to wait on someone to let you in. It's nutty. It's, they're not going to let you in. Listen, if you do not, if you do, or you're not comfortable to immediately get up to speed to merge. The whole thing is to merge on these things. Right. You're not turning right to get on the interstate. You're merging into traffic going 65, 75 miles an hour. You must attain that speed. If you're not comfortable with that, then you should take the side roads. That's exactly right because you've got to get up there, and if your car won't do it, then you're going to get somebody killed. Exactly. That's what they should be writing a ticket for. Somebody going 35 miles an hour trying to merge into 75 mile an hour traffic. Absolutely. All right, I got a complaint for you, Ed. Okay. Social media causes more hate and divisiveness. And why I say that is, I think it's because people can immediately 
get on social media and spread their comments around the world about how they hate somebody or something, what somebody did. And it's been really evident during the political process of the last two uh, presidential elections of social media just takes it over. And and it's not just people making comments. It's people make a comment and then... 80 people have to respond to your comment and tell you how stupid you are and I hate you and, you know, and, and I'm going to kill you and I see... I mean, it's just crazy. Um, I mean, I saw where... I'll give you an example. The Houston Astros, they cheated in the World Series. Yeah. Okay, stealing signals. I get it. And that's a whole different topic, but... Th- one of the guys that was on the team that they cheated, somebody went on social media and he was saying something about my I'm, my child. I had twins born and, and I'm celebrating that. And somebody responded and said, I hope both your kids get cancer. What? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. And so I'm like, dude. Oh. What, what kind of people do that? But that's social media for you right yeah. there. Yeah. And that's the kind of crap it brings. And, and I'm... Yeah. I love social media and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it because there's a lot of idiots use it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't put things on there like that. Get yourself a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then tell everybody what yeah. you think. <laughs> so anyway, that's our complaint. Tell everybody how they can listen to this, Ed. All right, go online to the Ed and Bob dot coms page and download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. Let me say it again. Go on the internet to edandbob.com and you can subscribe there and let us make comments or download the Apple Podcast app or TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe on Alexa in your Alexa skill settings. Enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear? And you say, Ed and Bob show. Doggone right. If you want to comment, edandbob.com uh, comment section is a perfect place. Uh, you can email us at edandbob at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox. And, you know, also, we would love if you would just take your phone and record a comment for our 100th show. Say, you know, hey, Ed and Bob, uh, I enjoyed it, or I don't like it, or you guys are great, or you're not. But And, and we'll play it back on our 100th show, the people that uh, record comments and send them to us. So you can do that. Uh, also go to Facebook.com slash Ed and Bob see us. And so there you go. So we are live at the Cotton Eye Joe, the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. Thanks to Chuck Ward and his staff for letting us uh, be here today. We're getting ready to do some line dances, aren't we? All right. <laughs> you got anybody you want to shout out to? Yeah, I want to shout out to Sadie, our, our studio dog. She's our mascot dog. Yeah, our mascot dog. Oh, Sadie's pretty good. She keeps quiet during the show, but boy, you got to rub her. I'll tell you that. She wants to be petted all she, the time. She is our Ed and Bob show dog. Yeah. All right, Eddie, tell everybody about our next show, and then we're out of here. The 100th Ed and Bob show. Wow. Special show with guests. We look back on our favorite topics, what we've learned over the, all these 100 shows. It's going to be a lot of fun, Ed. I've enjoyed it. See you next time for the 100th show. Say bye, Sadie. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. 
I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a whole 